What's good on Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs locked on Dolphins. Today is Friday, November 11th, and this is the first of our two episodes dropping today. We're talking with Joe Rose about the 2022 Miami Dolphins as we enter into week 10 and the final game before the bye week. You are locked on Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, Dolphins fans? Kyle Krabs, your host here on Locked on Dolphins, your team every day. Lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, co-founder of the DraftNetwork.com, and pleased to be joined by Joe Rose today to talk a little bit more about this Miami Dolphins football team, their trajectory, some of the pressing questions at the midway point, adjusting expectations, lots of big picture conversations to be had. Looking forward to it. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. And let's dive right into this today. I sat down with Joe Rose yesterday on Thursday and had about a 30-minute conversation, and I wanted to make sure that you guys had a chance to hear his insights and uh, on some of the biggest storylines and, and and the changing perceptions of this football team in all phases, offense, defense, and special teams. So uh, without further ado, I'm going to throw this right over to the Joe Rose interview yesterday. Hope you guys enjoy. We are joined once again here, another bonus episode of Locked on Dolphins. And if you get a bonus episode on game week, you know what that means. We got Mr. Joe Rose to come out and join us and talk a little Dolphins football and thrilled to bring another conversation to everybody who listens to Locked on Dolphins. Joe, uh, happy Friday. We're running this thing on Friday. How's, how's your week been? Kyle's been great, man. Anytime we're talking about the Miami Dolphins, especially this product, and and by the way, and and I know we're going to talk about these games. If if uh, this roller coaster, these three hour games, um, right down right down to the finish, and yeah. uh, and the Dolphins find themselves right now with these wins, this three game winning streak, right back in it once again. So it's uh, it's been a lot of fun. I can tell you from our end, on behalf of uh, Jimmy Cephalo and Kim Camper, we've been having a blast with these games. They have really been fun to watch. Yeah, so does it ever get any less nauseating for the the peaks and the valleys and the roller coaster? Or is, does he ever stop getting sick to your stomach, wondering if they're going to pull it out or or what? Um, just when you start to feel good, something bad happens. <laughs> just when you think they're in trouble, something good happens. Right. It has been one of the most amazing things. You, you just look at the victory margin. <laughs> it's just in all these games, the Bills – Last drive, you got to get a stop. They're trying to kick a field goal to win. Steelers get two shots at uh, a touchdown at the end of the game to, to win the game, and we get stops. And then our offense in a couple of these games explodes in the second half to come back. Whew, man, it's uh, it has been wild. It's been uh, somebody different making a play. And, of course, uh, the improvement of the passing game led by Tua Tungavailoa. I guess we start at the top with Mike McDaniel. And, oh, yeah, those two guys on the outside. Those two guys, Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, have just been fantastic. I, I guess it's a case of careful what you wish for, right? Because week one, it's 20-7. to 7. Oh, it's kind of an uneventful game. Right. Well, there you go. Here's all there the events is. you can hit. Can you think of a season that's been like this in recent memory where just every win is just like, Skin of your teeth, somebody different, stepping up every week. Sometimes it's offense, sometimes it's defense. 
And Joe, I'd, I'd love to hear you talk about from both your experiences in covering the team and being a player, like what the, the power is and the momentum of knowing that you're a team that's capable of that on a weekly basis in these close games. So I, I can't tell you firsthand going out in a huddle or having an offense when you go out on the field and you look at the names on the back of the jerseys, you're going, we can score a lot of points today. It's something special. So, and I've been waiting for this moment where, you know, I hope we get it fixed up where the defense has struggled the last couple of games for, for a lot of the game. And uh, and the offense says, whether it was Dan Marino or it's Tua Tungavailoa says, don't worry, guys. We can score right with them. We'll stay in this game. And sooner or later, you guys can start making a few stops and we're going to take over this game. So we've seen that. We've seen where we can score a lot of points, scoring bunches. And so, well, I'll tell you what, having that in your back pocket, it's so hard to stop people every week. And, and, and you know what the other thing is, Kyle, that's crazy right now. So so I'm like every week, and, and I, I've done this with you, and, I, and I'm, I'm going to stop. Man, it would be nice to really put together a complete game and get a real nice, solid victory. Then I realized watching the games – whether you're watching Kansas City have to come back and beat Tennessee or you're, you're watching Buffalo and the Jets, every game's down to the last drive. Every game, it's just about winning games. Yeah, I'd like to win like the Eagles have been winning. Sure, it'd be great. But the, a majority of this league is winning the same way, down to the last drive. Either got to score or get a stop. So look at this, another great example, the Rams. Make a mental mistake. One of the best players in the game. Cup on the outside. Makes a mistake, slides. Doesn't get the first down. And because of that, Tampa Bay's able to get the ball back and score. Cost them the game. Uh, so these games just go right down to the wire. And I'm taking the wins. Um, just give me a W. Yeah. It wouldn't be nice on late in the fourth quarter to have a two-score lead. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to be up there going, just get a few first downs. And, and it's been crazy, Kyle, and I'm bouncing all over the place. I, I, I got an early jump on the coffee with you today. Good. It's good. But 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 the thing that, that drives me nuts, the frustration of a defense that can't tackle a quarterback last week. But the other one is, late in the game, you got a couple of pass plays to keep drives going and run the clock out and instead – you don't, and you give the ball back to your opponent's offense, and they got a chance, right? They got a chance to kick a field goal and tie it or score a touchdown. So so we got to get better at that. We got to be – I don't care if it's run or throw it. We throw it. I have no problem passing it at the end of the game because our guys are usually open. Um, but we've got to be able to complete those passes and not put the defense back out on the field one last time. So I'm I'm glad you mentioned the defense because it's been a hot button topic for a lot of fans of the team for uh, especially these last two weeks and, and giving up 59 points against Detroit and Chicago combined and all the rushing yards for Justin Fields and in spite of Bradley Chubb playing over 50 snaps in the game as the team's new star addition. So kind of just curious when you reflect on the way that the games have played out the last two weeks, you know, we'll, we'll, We'll acknowledge the defensive effort against Pittsburgh in, in the six-point win at home on Sunday Night Football. But the last two weeks, what's been the biggest theme for you that has yielded 
this many points allowed? And then what is your personal concern level about it moving forward? Maybe not against Cleveland, who's a team that's going to run heavy and you might not have a ton of explosive plays. And then Houston after the bye. But then you got San Francisco and the Chargers and the Bills. So you're going to have some big time opponents here when the calendar flips to December. What's your concern level? Because I think everybody's right now looking at this team and while they're optimistic, they're asking themselves, okay, well, if we get into the playoffs and we got to play playoff style football, is the defense going to be what we ultimately look back on and regret? Kyle, we got to get a better right off the bat. First thought, whether it's Russian four or Russian five, we got to get there. We got to get more pressure. The, the pressure, again, this is my eyeballs, and you probably, I know you have all the numbers, but it's got to be a better pass rush. And it, it, it not ne- doesn't necessarily mean sacks, but it means pressures. It means happy feet. It means getting the quarterback out of the spot that he wants to throw from. And that's got to get a lot better. L- listen, we're running a little bit different defense. You know, we did all these zero blitzes last year, which means no safety in the middle everybody up on the ball, bump and run. And we haven't done that because we're missing a key piece. Matter of fact, now we're missing a few pieces because of injury. But Byron Jones has not been able to come back. I I feel like Coach Boyer doesn't feel real comfortable to run a lot of that with the guys that he has playing. Although I think Cater Cahoo's getting better and better. I think Crossan's been fine. but, But they're not Byron Jones yet. And so they've had to play. And and if you want to get, hey, listen, I'd love to get a big pass rush with four or five and be able to cover with more guys. <clears throat> I'm all for that. So so I think that's got to be better. That would be number one. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager on your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the access that you need to the best qualified candidates available. And that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. You can add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring and simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the quality candidates you want to talk to faster post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on nfl that's linkedin.com slash locked on nfl to post your job for free terms and conditions apply and as we think about detroit had a they got a lot of money invested in the offensive line and then we also have chicago who had a quarterback who rushed for 178 yards which was a, a super bowl era record for an individual game in the regular season Think about Jacoby Brissett. We know Jacoby Brissett pretty well. Are you optimistic about this week with a team that is going to run the ball at a high clip with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? Well, they got a good offensive line. I think Detroit's probably got a little bit more talented offensive line between Penn A. Sewell and Taylor Decker and Frank Ragdown's a really good center in the middle. So (laughs) if, if that's the key talking point, Mike McDaniel said it in the locker room, after the the win against Chicago. We have a one-game season to put an exclamation point on this 10-game stretch before we go into the bye. So get your minds right, and let's... So if we're all in on the Cleveland Browns right now, as as that's their mentality for this game, it's a one-game season before a bye, and we get to reset. What's your confidence level, optimism, outlook on that pass rush having a better impact against a player like Jacoby Brissett, who we have obviously seen firsthand 
because he was the Dolphins' starting quarterback for about five games last year. Yeah, so um, my my biggest thing is they're gonna they're gonna want to establish the running game. That's they they want to get they got a, a really nice offensive line, and they want to try to knock us around. And and I think it's a little bit of a copycat league, and that means off play action, get rid of the ball quickly, out in the dump, uh, out in the flats, um, get the ball. Chicago's game plan last week, Kyle, was really good. I mean, you talk about really putting a game plan together that fits your mm-hmm. quarterback's best play from him running to all the short passes to the tight end out in the flats. I mean, they were wide open and and we got worried and then we couldn't tackle the quarterback and you could see the frustration. And then he started getting other guys involved. But I mean, we want that guy to have to throw the ball down the field. That's where, where we are going to win and we didn't do it enough. So this week, um, the biggest thing we have to do is stop the run. We can't let them sit there in third and short because we're going to end up losing. That's not going to be a good situation for us. But I'll tell you what, we get in third and long. I like our chances in this game because I've seen Jacoby Brissett play, and um, he likes to throw it when he sees guys open. Uh, And, and yeah, he's a big guy, and and he can run a little bit, but – that's not what he wants to do. So, mm-hmm. so um, let's stop the run. I mean, that's got to be number one when when they give out the game plan and what they want to do and they do the scouting report is you got to stop that run. We can't let them. Hey, by the way, I expected Kyle to be a tight ball game. Cleveland's got a lot of really good players. They're one of the best running teams in the league. They got some big time players. They got some of the best players in the league at defensive end and running back and a couple of the linemen. So. Um, but man, this gotta be a game you get. I mean, this, this has to be a game that you're able to get. I'll tell you what, Teron Armstead playing against Miles Garrett on the outside. How much fun is that going to be to watch? That's going to be fun. There's a couple nice matchups, and it appears that Cleveland will get back Denzel Ward, the corner. Uh, You think, believe he had a concussion that, that limited his availability uh, the previous week, but uh, that, that's a former top five pick going against either Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle. And so there's there, you're absolutely right, Joe, as far as some heavyweight matchups in this game, as far as individual games within the game. Um, but I, I love the perspective that you have on uh, Miami. You don't, you don't want to look too far ahead and, and project, but at the same time, seven and three. This would be the first time since 2001 that the Miami Dolphins would start a season at seven and three. Wow. wow. So the ma- the magnitude and the leverage, and then you got the buy and you come out and you play the Houston Texans and you don't want to overlook anything beyond no. that at that no. point. But I think the record for Houston is everybody kind of knows what the status is of that team. And you think about the opportunities here with before this big three game road trip with San Francisco, the charters and the bills and in, in the beginning of December, you can really set yourself up and give yourself a lot of wiggle room. How I mean, do you, do you agree with the urgency that we should be feeling here uh, for so, the Dolphins with this opportunity over the next two games that's ahead yeah, of us? Yeah, 100%. So, so you went out and did the hardest part. You just went on the road and won two games. I, I don't care who it is, Detroit and Chicago or anybody else, you found a way to win those two games. And, and I know my mindset after that game, hey, we're home the next three weeks with a nice little vacation in between. But, man, those guys, one thing for me to think about that, 
those guys can't let up. You cannot let up and get caught looking at the Cleveland Browns record because if you do, they're, they're going to put it on you like they did Cincinnati a couple of weeks ago. Uh, they get that running game going, and all of a sudden you can't get, you know, your offense can't get on the field. Time of possession gets lopsided and all those type of things. So you got to come out and play with urgency because because I do worry week off and then arguably the worst team in football, the Texans. So please, and, and I know human nature, part of this, as crazy as it sounds to fans, guys are going to be looking at the three-week, going to the Bahamas for a couple of days, getting away from South Florida for a few days, going home because they, they're going to get some time off, and then coming back and having the Texans, and then we'll worry about the West Coast swing. And and I noticed I didn't just say Cleveland, who you got to play next. Don't, don't overlook Cleveland, or you will get embarrassed because, again, Kyle, it's going to be a close game. It, it is. But you want to, you know, you can't keep doing it the way you're doing it. You got to clean some things up and uh, and make sure you get that that win at home for sure. If you've been thinking about securing your home with home security, but for whatever reason have been putting it off, do me a favor and listen up. Right now, Locked On Dolphins listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for fifty percent off. That's right, fifty percent off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. There's all kinds of convenience that is attached with safely securing your home during the holiday season and all year round. Uh, they have plenty of advanced technology. You can control the system through your phone with their app. You can watch the live stream of your security cameras at any point. So whatever's happening around your house at any time of day, you have the peace of mind to know exactly what's going on. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so you can get a priority police response when necessary with the top rated Simply Safe app. Stay in complete control of your system anytime, anywhere, any place, arm or disarm, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, or adjust your system settings as you need. Do not miss your chance to save big on the only security system that I would recommend. Get 50% off the new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL today. This is their biggest discount of the year. Do not wait. That is simplysafe.com slash locked on NFL because there is no safe. Like simply safe. So we're we're mathematically past the halfway point in the season. And I wanted to ask you, having seen what you've seen through now more than half of the games that are scheduled to be played, how, if at all, is your expectations for this season different than what it was when we came into the year? That's a great question. Um, I start with Mike McDaniel because I'd never been around a coach like this. So I sat with you at some of those early practices and me and a bunch of other guys that played for Don Shula, bad example, because coach was tough, um, very demanding. And, and you know, so I just never seen a guy positive about everything, positive about, you know, reinforcement in a positive way when you made mistakes and, 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 uh, and the guys responded to it, but a first time coach and what's going to happen when, when you go through that tough, that tough part of your schedule, they lose three in a row and you're going, Oh boy, how bad's this thing going to get? What's going to happen, man. They, they get to a back and they rally around it. They, they pick it back up. So, so, um, 
I didn't really know what to expect from a first-time coach, right? Heck, he didn't even call his own plays last year. Let, let's take it to the next step out in San Francisco. So, um, man, he's been, to me, right with Tua uh, and what he's done with Tua. They're, they're going to be connected. I think the story this year is going to be those two connected and how well one guy did as a head coach. And also, you know, his biggest job to me, besides getting this offense going in general, is getting the confidence back and getting the most out of with play calling and and helping that quarterback get his confidence back. Wow. Wow, what a great story. It is about getting the most out of your players, right? And putting them in a situation where they can have success. And he's done that, and it's just been able to bleed into the rest of the team. Pass protection's been better than it's been in the last couple of years. Uh, and then the two guys on the outside. Honestly, I haven't seen guys this open ever. And I play with two guys that got open a lot, but I don't know if I've ever seen anything like this. When they have time to throw, I don't care what the matchups are. One of those two guys on the outside is going to be wide open. And it just sometimes on TV, you see it, Kyle, and we're running deep square ends or curls. And I'm like, where's the safeties? Come up and join the game. Get a popcorn and a hot dog later. This is crazy. Come in and they have been told get get a jam on the on the line on the line of scrimmage because they're so fast. And second of all, those safeties like you got to help over the top, stay deeper than their deepest receipt. And they're playing that way. Like you're not going to run by them seventy yards down right. the field, right? It's been crazy. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned kind of the the nucleus on the offensive side of the ball. And, and you know, the Dolphins currently ranked uh, fifth in the NFL in yards per game. Uh, I think it's been since Coach Shula's last season or next to last season that the Dolphins had a yardage uh, per game total across the league that, that ranked that highly. But you can already kind of start to get a feel for, and this is the last thing I want to ask you, get a feel for kind of the skeptical spin uh, as it pertains to the quarterback and to a tongue of Aloha and people saying, Oh, well, he's got these two receivers and they're open and he's not, he's not as good as his statistics say, and so on and so forth. And I guess my question for you is, does it, does it really matter? Like at least for the next like two years before they need to make any kind of decision on a contract or anything like that. Do you, do you care whether it's because of coach McDaniel and Tyree kill or Jalen Waddle or, do you care if it's just because of Tua? Well, we know in reality it's all those things stacked on top of each other. Like there's there seems to be the embrace of of the emergence of Tua Tagovailoa, but also the skeptics will say, well, of course, because it's X, Y, and Z. And my question for you is, do you even care what it is? Well, it's a great question, and and I'll add this, Kyle, because because I hear it every day too. Yeah, when's he going to be able to throw out in front of these guys? He runs out of arm on these deep passes. He underthrows these guys all the time. And the pass interference is the only reason you get them because they're underthrows. So, so listen, Mike's biggest job, and he knew if I get to a rolling, the way I – he was a big Tua fan coming in. This was not fake. Nobody's believed more in Tua Tungavailoa than Mike McDaniel since Tua Tungavailoa has been here. No one, no one up in the second floor, nobody. And I know they drafted him and stuff, but uh, you know, we all start to wonder who jumped, who jumped off, right? Who jumped off the, the bandwagon there. So, 
So I just think Mike knew if I get Tua going and get him to play and get him the right place where he can have success, throw 70%, throw all these touchdowns he's throwing, get the ball out to the playmakers, they were going to have a chance to have success and the team was going to rally around Tua Tungavailoa. And they really have. I see it in the hotels. Like, like uh, they get it. Tua's big stuff now. Tua's turned in. You know, he's always been a big name coming in, but now the resume, the res- he got some resume to it. 15 touchdowns, three picks, some big-time fourth quarters, some big throws and all that stuff. You can't hold it against a guy that the team goes out and gets you more support around you and better players. Hey, they said they were going to do it. They did it. Way to go, Chris Greer and Mike McDaniel and the rest of those guys in the front office. You did it, man. You went out. It was expensive. You gave up a first-round pick to do it, but you went out and got yourself a big-time receiver on the outside. And the guy we don't talk enough about, you went and got a left tackle that changes the whole offensive line. Teron Armstead has been unbelievable on that offensive line. The guard play next to him's better when he's playing at left tackle. Yeah, and since when is it a bad thing to build around a young quarter? Isn't that the entire objective every time you you take one is to cater what you do to him? So I I don't I, I don't know. I've I've just found it very amusing to kind of hear the yeah, but with Tua and the emergence of Tua as though it's dismissive of the successes yeah. that he's shown this year when that's literally the entire point. It, it the whole point is to cater because you could take a bunch of quarterbacks across the NFL that have had success and put them in different environments than the one that they're in. And when the conditions are different, magically they won't have the success anymore. So I think the Dolphins, more than anything, instead of we should be, instead of the the pundits questioning, yeah, but how much of it is Tua, the Dolphins should be applauded for finding the right formula to put around Tua to make what we've seen happen. 100%. Couldn't have said it better myself. Listen, it, it is part of the group, but... You know, Tua's not going to apologize that he's got the best set of receivers in the oh. NFL. He's not going to apologize and went out and spent money to get a left tackle and a new offensive center. He's not He's not going to sit and complain that he's got Mike's two San Francisco 49er running backs that can both run. He's not going to apologize. He's not going to apologize we kept our defense together, although they still need to play better as a group. Um, so, yeah, this is all part of it. Uh, I did tell somebody very close to Tua Tungavailoa today. He said, all right, so so tell me what you think. I said, he's played so much better than I ever thought. I was wrong. I, I was wrong. I thought he'd have success and things got better around him. I had no idea it could look this good. Now, would I like to see him on deep passes, get rid of the ball a little bit early and get it out in front of those guys on his throws? Sure, I would. Uh, but – I also want him to keep throwing it when he sees one-on-one because those guys adjust to the ball so well. Tyreek Hill can come back, man. Even if he doubled down the middle, he'll come back. He sees it. He comes back for the football as well as anybody. So we got two guys that make plays, got great hands, run great routes, and they have a gift that I was never given to run that fast. (laughs) No, this has been great catching up with you, man. Um, thankfully this combo wasn't too fast. I enjoyed it. And, uh, I'm glad that we could link up this week and talk a little dolphins football. So, um, best wishes to you. Thanks again for your time. And I look forward to the next time. Hey Kyle, before I let you go, man, two special people that I had dinner with that are big fans of yours that are great people, Andy and Susan. 
sat with at a dinner in Chicago on Saturday night, had a great time with them. Um, and they're big fans of, of yours. And, and I'm glad anybody that's a big fan of yours is, uh, is a friend of mine as well. So I just wanted to give them a quick shout out when they get a chance to see this. So thank you for having me, brother. It's always great being with you. Thank you, Joe. And uh, shout out Andy and Susan as well. <laughs> Hope you guys are well. Folks, I promised it was good. Joe Rose absolutely delivered because that's what Joe Rose always does. So hope you guys enjoyed. We still have building a game plan to defeat the Cleveland Browns looming today as well. Six episodes this week. Because when we say your team every day, we don't just say it. We live it here on the Locked On Network. So keep it locked in right here on Locked On Dolphins. Enjoy the rest of your Friday. And make sure you come back and hear about the game plan that the Dolphins need to implement, in my eyes, to beat the Browns and move to 7-3 and three going into the bye.